Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve, and I'm here with a podcast about Aridia, the paths we dare tread. This game recently on Kickstarter from Far Off Games. It is an open world adventure game where you're choosing a character and kind of exploring this whole universe. You start with a world map and kind of dive in to different map sections and have combat encounters, interact with NPCs, and it's a lot of fun, honestly. If you want to take a look at how this game plays, I highly recommend going to our YouTube channel and watching one of our playthroughs there. I won't be describing the playthrough here, but instead, in one of the playthroughs, we had a Q&A section. This Q&A section was with the designer and developer of that game. But before we get to that, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. This week, I'd like to thank Raha Wala, Co-op Lover, Enrique Ribeiro, Co-op MVP, and Brian Boucha, a Co-op Lover. Thanks to our Patreon supporters and everyone else who helps keep this content going. And without further ado, let's jump to the Q&A section that was previously recorded on live on our YouTube channel. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, we are back. And I'm back. Kim's not here right now, but I've got Cody and Ira joining. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us on the playthrough. Hopefully, it made sense to everyone. I'm glad you guys seem to like it. I So my quick impressions. This is my third time playing it. <laughs> Through the from tutorial. starting over, right? Okay. Um, I've seen all this stuff before, but um, even though I know it's coming, I'm still having a blast playing it. So it is fun. <laughs> That's awesome, Steve. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. You guys did an amazing job. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching you guys and like your role playing and getting into the characters. Really, oh, it made me very happy as um, a designer to just see you guys having fun with it. So thank sure, you. I I think it's very interesting how on the NPCs you made it so easy to role play too. Like, I don't do the best voices, but I still try. I have fun with it, right? Oh, and yeah. the fact that you're like, oh, here's his demeanor. Here's the setting. Here's what he's gonna say. It's just right there in front of you. It's so easy to do. So. <laughs> Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you felt like that. That was something that like we really spent a lot of time iterating on and trying to make it like, how can we bring people into role playing as seamlessly as possible without making them feel like forced um, to do anything. So I'm glad right. you guys liked it. Right. Uh, yeah, so the main character we get out of just a couple of, a couple of keywords, a couple of sentences right at the top. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, right. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that worked out really well. <laughs> yes, Dan says, I do a very good deep voice character. Yeah, that's my go-to. I feel like I can do a deep voice well. I don't the do deep, the good voice. feminine voice very well, but uh, yeah. I'm thankful for that. You're thankful for that. <laughs> Kim. Okay, so Kim's back. She had to take a quick break and help my son because he was... Uh, um, oh, Cody seems a bit echoey. That might be on my end. I apologize because I do have my speakers on and a mic here. So I will try to adjust that a little bit on my end. So hi Kim, great job. Hi, thank you. So real quick, Kim, this is your first experience with the game. You really don't know much about the game because I explained a little bit overall. I know nothing. Okay, fair enough. You know Starting, nothing. You're like we are gonna just blank slate you, and they're gonna see like a true first go. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. So yeah. Is is this what you, at all what you expected? Well, okay, so you did say it's like a 
D&D board game. And that, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. This feels more like Skyrim-y to me mm-hmm. because of the location yeah. stuff. But the character build structure is really cool. I like, I love RPGs and just building characters up. So this is right up my alley. Awesome. <laughs> is this a game you would like to purchase? Oh, see, this is where he's asking for permission <laughs> to spend money. <laughs> it's recorded. Yes. Yeah. No, this would be good. This would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> or you just ask for a. a so Brady has a question. I'm not sure if this free. has been covered without being too spoilery. Roughly, how many NPCs pop up in the game? Um, how many NPCs are in the game? So uh, we have so many NPCs. There's hundreds of NPC cards. Um, but that doesn't mean some of those are like state changes. So I actually don't have the current count of NPCs, but it's a lot. So a ton. Yeah. A ton. Infinite yeah. number. Yes. No. <laughs> Not an infinite number, but enough. I think because there's so much more like you're right. This was a really big tease, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I mean, we have more components. We could play more unless you want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> right now you want to play. No. So yeah, yeah, I think um, design's really cool. I love the, you know, your minis are really cool and painted and the heads purposefully come off so you can change them. <laughs> um, yeah, the artwork's very nice. It's clean. The um, the boards where they snap in place and like every, it's very 5S, which... 5S, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's getting very work. I know, work sorry, now. it's work, but it, it it's pretty. It's nice and organized. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I'll make one comment here. When I first heard about the game having a D20 in there, I'm not a big fan of massive dice probabilities and swings in it. Like, I like okay. having a calculated known ability. I don't want to have, like, oh, yeah, I have to roll a 16 to hit, and I roll less than that, I don't hit. You know, not a big fan of that. I've been very surprised, pleasantly surprised, that even with a D20 with a huge range on it, that I feel like there's a lot of times where I hit frequently. Like you saw in the attacks, right? Two plus. Like, unless you roll a one, which could happen. Or you could roll a three. <laughs> or a three. But like, <laughs> there's ways to mitigate that, especially with the role playing points and other things in the game, that it's never once bothered me. I can say that. Because normally yeah, D20s bother awesome. me in games. So. Yeah. yeah. And for, for my part, we really wanted to design with one hand on like nostalgia. RPGs of our childhood and another hand on like modern game design. And so having the D20 in there feels so important as a touch piece for childhood and then having mechanics around it to mitigate it and make it fun to roll for a modern sensible taste in gaming um, was a real challenge, but I'm very happy with how it cool. feels. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, We've just to talk, can I talk about in. that? Um, one of them here is from Steven. He says, are the bases from the miniatures going to remain black? Yes, they're going to be black. We have um, base snaps that um, we can use to color and also acrylic bases, like clear ones, which I think I saw him asking about earlier, um, is not part of our manufacturing process at this point. And we're pretty far along with the design of all this stuff like years in the making so sure. um, it would be hard to change right now um next one is from chris he says is there an overall story or does each character have its own story there is an overall story and characters have 
um, some of their own personal stories. So both. Both. Cool. Would that tie into like these key cards? So your stories would change depending on what cards you're getting throughout the the overarching story? Um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Uh, Eek says, how long is the session from one save to the next? Does it take longer later in the game? Ira, do you want to jump in? Oh, yeah, I I um, answered in chat. But, yeah, we think, you know, we're targeting between one and two hours per session. And I feel like in this game, if you want to play it shorter, too, it's possible, depending on where you are in the map, that you could go out and do something and try to make it back quickly, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, point. we could have yeah. just sprinted to know, something around, and come back. Or we didn't have to ask the guys all the questions, and we could have right. just been like, you know... Yeah, there's ways around it, so. Yeah, and also, um, if you're in the middle of exploring a location, so if you've discovered a new location and you're in the middle of exploring it, um, you could leave that location before you've finished it. And um, when you would put those cards back into the index, instead of putting the ones that you've already like um, cleared, if you, you would put them back in face up, in the index to show that you've already cleared those areas. So events and monsters on areas that you've already cleared wouldn't be there the next time. Yep. Um, so pretty easy to stop and save almost whenever you want. Okay, here's a comment earlier says from David says, comment earlier that the base box with world only represents one eighth of the world. Is that correct? Does that mean Cody has a lot more material for expansions if this does well? That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so I was asked previously, like, do you have other ideas? And originally this started out as a D&D campaign I was making for my friends. And I made a world and I was like, all right, we're going to visit nine different regions and I have them all laid out. And then um, I started making Iridia and I wanted to have all of those. And the amount that I wanted to do in just one of those became its own game. So I don't have <laughs> eight more Iridias ready. <laughs> I just have ideas for regions, so. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. This has so much stuff in it. Um, it's not, it is not one eighth of a thing. It's a whole campaign, so. On that point too, um, of the prototype you sent out here, um, about how much of the content are we seeing in this? Just curious, like what percentage? Ira, what do you think? I'm terrible at this kind of stuff. I'd, I'd give it five to 10%. Five to 10%. Of, of all the things that you have with with you, not not everything that was just shown. What right, was no. just shown was just yeah. the tutorial. Um, as a ballpark, I mean, can we talk, Cody, about that? We say the number of locations, right? There are 40, yeah, roughly there's about 45. 46 yeah. ish so, locations. So you saw one today, right. right? In the tutorial, there was one location, and there are yeah. 45 in the game. So, yeah, I guess that's that's a lot less. Yeah. And I think in the in there, you have, I think, four locations we sent you something like something that. like that yeah i like i said so i played this that's 10%. three times now and there's still a lot i haven't seen in the prototype so that yeah. paints a picture for everyone how much is in this game so that was a question i was thinking about was like yeah. how replayable is this overall because mm -hmm. you've seen the cards mm -hmm. right but you're saying that it's still fresh because you're you have different characters you can make different decisions or correct Okay. I, I know it's coming because I've played it multiple times, but even with the same characters, so I've played I played the Thief one, the Shadow uh, Path. I played the Cleric one, and I think I played yours a little bit as well. I haven't played the Warrior one yet. Uh, so I've played a little bit, of, a little bit of them. 
But um, at least for me, knowing what's coming, I still find enjoyment in the, the combination of the class and the species, combining those two. Like, like when I did the, I did something weird. I tried dwarf with the shadow class, which is a weird combination. And I noticed that because of the dwarf's magic ability and kind of how I want to build the shadow class, it made it tougher. I did like change my strategy. So already out of the gate, based upon that combination, I saw some different different opportunities to play differently. So while you do know it's coming, unless you have a memory like a goldfish, which I, honestly, like a, after a year, <laughs> I probably forget everything that happens in the game. It'd be fresh for me. <laughs> but even then, I, there's still replayability, in my opinion. Okay. okay. Yeah, we have we have an FAQ entry on the Kickstarter page talking about replayability. I think there are a lot of ways of thinking about it. Um, and I think particularly because each of the classes have their own um, loot box that is custom to that, you know, class and so much of the game like is really fun to get loot and equip your character and all that, like that is completely um, specific per class. So if you're playing a different class, you're going to have a totally different loot experience throughout. Plus all the skill trees are unique. So all of your skills are going to be different. And then on top of all that, I think the permutations of one class with another class, you know, even if you're playing warrior, both games, the warrior cleric combined with the warrior, you know, whatever the other, you know, warrior rogue, like those are going to be different play experiences as well. Yep. So those are some thoughts on replayability. Mm-hmm. But this is the box she's talking about where there's chests in here with goodies inside. There's basic ones and there's one specific to each class. Yeah. And so. also, um, so the prototype we sent you only has four classes, but um, the game that we're going to ship out will have six, two that we have not revealed yet on the mm -hmm. Kickstarter page, which will be coming over the course of the campaign. We're going to show those off. And so even if you play a full four player um, party for the whole campaign, you will still have two brand new fresh classes if you wanted to replay it. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Hydorf has a question. It says here: as a, Are there different endings or branching paths in the story to make for more replayability? We're not talking too much about like past the tutorial, but um, yes, you can make choices that um, will have consequences. And you could make a different choice the next time you went through, and there will be enough of them that while you will be able to experience a lot of the content, you also will not experience a lot of the content. So, I mean, that's the thing that's interesting because even the world map, like, there's technically nothing stopping me from going wherever I want, right? Now, it might not be wise, but sure. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I've replayed the beginning of Skyrim so many times with new characters yep. and I head in a different direction and I'm like, this time I'm going to you know, do X or Y first. And that still feels fun. So. Yep. For sure. Chris has a question. So if you pull all the items out of a oh, yeah. chest and want to replay, how do you know what items go back in the chest? That we can show. So here is, this is, this is not spoilery because this is the starting equipment. So the mm -hmm. starting equipment for the cleric on the back side of it, it does have some nice flavor text does have a cost of it because you can sell it. Big thing it says down here, CLL, Cleric class, set zero. So I know it's the starting set. So you can look at those two indicators to try to figure out where they go. Okay. It's actually pretty easy. Cool. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a full um, 
in the rule book, it'll have a full like how to reset your game section. Awesome. And we'll go through all of that in detail. So awesome. Shane has a question. It says, is there an ability to kill or attack NPCs? Example, attack an NPC to steal from them. That was something that I had worked on in the initial design. But over the course of designing, I felt like this is a story that I really want to tell about good characters. And so, um, no, you, you, unless, unless there's some, um, story beats that we want to, you can't just randomly kill people. Um, <laughs> sorry. Shane has another question here. Could you finish the game in normal mode and keep the skills gain and play again in hard mode? That's not something I've designed, but you can do whatever you want with a board game. <laughs> I'm going to start with full armor. <laughs> yeah, just dive in there, grab all the good stuff right at the beginning, and there you go. No, it is, it's not part of the design intent. So, But Cody, I do think we could say something that, you know, oh, sure. we have ideas for replayability after you complete a campaign to be able to play again in hard mode. Um, we have, we yeah. have ideas for allowing players to tune the difficulty or maybe easy mode if you want to play in easy mode. Um, so, so because of the way the systems are designed, it's going to be relatively easy to give players some, um, knobs to turn that, that will make it, um, hopefully pro you know, a fun balance for them, particularly if they're playing again, they want it to be hard. We have, we have plenty of ways to make it hard. Oh man, we can make it very hard. <laughs> yeah. That's good because I like to house rule games to make them harder, as you know. Yes, you do. <laughs> so... <laughs> Ragbusters, sword and sorcery. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so many. Steven says, is 40 hours of gameplay including exploring everything, or is that one campaign run through? And it looks like Ira, you might have answered that already. So. Good job, Ira. Sorry, I was jumping into chat a little bit too. Maybe no, I shouldn't. No, you're, no, good. No, you're good. Geez. It's for oh, okay. reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the answer that I gave to that um, was we, you know, rough estimate forty hours for one campaign playthrough. If you replay it, it'll be more. Obviously, forty hours per campaign run through. Awesome. Um, Maverick has a question. He says or a comment. Currently, there is a dark skinned male human. Will there be a light skinned version? I guess we'll have to see on the Kickstarter page. <laughs> um, I like Dragon's comment here. Uh, hardcore mode. Zero HP, your character dies, start over. Actually, that's that's something <laughs> I do want to bring up because we didn't see character death. So in this game, if you get knocked down to zero HP, you are considered knocked out, right? And so when your turn comes around again, you have the opportunity to spend a stamina point to do a endurance 10 check. If you succeed at that, you will stand back up and take your turn normally, but you still have zero HP which means at the end of that turn, you will fall back over. So you get like this, this surge of adrenaline, stand up, fight again, and then fall back over. Right? It's fine, it's just a scratch. Just, just a flesh wound. <laughs> so, um, which I thought was pretty cool. And you could try that a few times through the play. Um, and I know just a quick disclaimer, I know Cody and I, we talked about specifically that some of these things aren't tweaking, that one might might be tweaked as well. But uh, long story short, as we talked about it, sounds I'm pretty adverse to player elimination and seeing how there's opportunities to avoid that makes me very happy. And we also, I mean, Cody and I talked a lot about um, making the cleric and other, you know, anybody who has sort of healing abilities feel um, significant. And as someone who in a lot of my games wants to play a, a healer character, like um, <laughs> if, if you have other players who are down and it really matters that they're down, then healing really matters also. 
So this is one of the ways that we make healing significant in the game. And also to the point about the sort of the um, adrenaline surge to stand up when you're at zero hit points, that's also um, significant for solo play because the combat, you, you lose the combat if everybody is knocked out at the end of a player turn. So what that means is if you're a solo player and you're at zero hit points, you have a chance to stand up, heal yourself, and then continue on. So that's, you know, somebody asked earlier, you know, can you play true solo where you're by yourself? And, and the answer is yes. And there are various mechanics that are supporting that sort of play style. And this is just one example. And we have a mechanic that um, right now you would draw event 999 and um, you will read that and see what happens. And I'm not going to spoil that for you, but um, it doesn't mean your campaign is completely over or anything like that. So. Chris had a question series. How do you change the game difficulty? Can it be changed mid-game? I know we talked about game difficulty earlier, but uh, the mid-game comment is new, I think. Yeah. Um, so as far as Ira had um, spoke to, we have a lot of different uh, variables that we can play with. Right now, we haven't locked in exactly which one we want to use for our um, difficulty tuning, as far as like easy, medium, hard um, difficulty. So. Um, you notice the threat cards in the game that activate the monsters. One variable we have would be to add in more monster activations, for example. Um, so that's that's just one of many options we have. But yeah, if if we whatever solution we have, you could do it mid game too. That that should be mm -hmm. totally fine. Uh, Steven, the question says, will this come to retail? The price seems to be a difficult one for retail distribu distribution. Um, Similar to Zaya, we're going to be selling directly. So usually we'll, when we do a print run on Kickstarter, we'll order some extra copies in order for far off games to be able to sell them um, throughout the year until the next print run. Um, those have, with Zaya, those have sold out very quickly. Um, since we're not in like traditional retail because of the very low margins and the very high um, <laughs> production costs, most retailers go, wow, why would I do that? Um, and so, so that's, so if you, if you for sure want a copy, um, I would go with a Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, Stewie dark has a comment question about when you put stuff back in tuck boxes, do they all the little pieces stay in place or in the board? So that one we can actually show a little bit here. So, um, so here's my level blood board and here's the other character board. So the thing I will have to do is all these cubes I'll have to pull off, right? Those won't fit. Um, and this board here, I'll have to pull off my my tokens here, my my markers and the dice, of course. And, and that is part of the reason why, my understanding is, why you can only save during a rest part, spot because that replenishes your health, stamina, and magic, so you don't have to worry about where it's placed back on the board. That's correct, So you yes. should be good to go after you tuck this away, pull back off. These things, I mean... The items might slide around a little bit here, but otherwise everything else stays in place. It's pretty secure. Yep, and and they really only slide around at the very early game um, when right. you don't have enough armor. <laughs> Get more armor. He's calling us weak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, big comment about, like, just want to say I'm glad it's not an app game. Thank you. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was something that we had talked about, and a lot of people had suggested using an app. Um, I 
personally really want this game to be something that if you found a copy of this 100 years later, you just open it up and play it and like, this is amazing. So everything you need is in the box. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, Michael has a question here is, is there only one AI deck or does that change as the campaign goes on? Yep. <laughs> um, Iron wants to say something. Go ahead. Ira. Well, I answered it in chat, which is that there's one, there's one threat deck, which has the threat cards and that can certainly change, um, over the campaign. That's easy to do. Um, and also what one monster does for the cost of one threat is totally different than what any other monster will do for the cost of one threat. So even if the, the threat deck is totally the same, like the behaviors that the monsters do or enemies, whoever they are, like those, that total, that totally varies. Yes, for sure. David's asking, will there be templates so you can make their own monsters, locations, and NPCs? So some help, fan, fan service um, there? That is, so with um, our first game, Zaya, that's something that I really, have enjoyed over the years and tried to support as best as we can the modding community, the um, community created um, content. That's something that I'm very passionate about and love. And um, wow, it wouldn't be cool to do your own mini campaigns or something like that. And so I think um, as a creator, you can look at Iridia and see it as very fertile ground. And so we will see. Okay. <laughs> because I, I agree with this comment, I have to ask you real quick too. It says, uh, it's not an adventure if there's no dragons. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You don't have to answer that question. But <laughs> So um, I think that's pretty much all the questions I'm seeing here. I might have missed a few. I apologize for that. Um, you have anything else you want to add? No, I want to play more. <laughs> no? I'm glad. I was, I was sure what you think of this because. Well, yeah, because one, one thing you said before we started, he's like, I don't know if you're going to like this game. Well, I don't know where you, where that. No, came I, I from. said I think you're gonna like it, but I'm not positive. Oh, you think I was gonna like it? Yeah. See, I don't listen very well. Um, yeah, no, I do like it. You, so you do know me. Okay, that's yeah. good. <laughs> Marriage check. Marriage check. <laughs> Marriage check. That's close. Roll the twenty. Um, yeah, that's all I have. I think we. I don't see more questions. Do you have any of the comments, Cody and Ira, that you want to make before we end it for tonight? I just want to say thank you, everybody, for joining us, and super, super thankful to um, you guys for playing through it with such gusto so thank you <laughs> thanks for giving us the opportunity it was a blast so i yeah, honestly am really enjoying this game so i yeah like you i would be okay sitting down and continuing this game right now so <laughs> yeah yeah um thanks so much there's one last few questions um smaller minis or or your uh, mini scaling based on like the race mm -hmm. um, that's just a curiosity point yeah, so um, currently I'm talking with my manufacturer about um, that possibility. Um, that's something that as a halfling player, I'm like, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, there are some technical aspects of it, like spoilery stuff that I can't reveal, but it's a little more tricky than just that. And so if we can do it, we will. And I'm trying to figure it out. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, thanks guys for hanging out. Thanks for helping with the chat. Thanks guys for watching. It was, it was a lot of fun. That was fun. You just got to wait a year, right? Maybe longer. Maybe, maybe longer. It, <laughs> it's a little bit, it's kind of a big game. There's a lot of work. There's right a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of work. work. You can tell, you know, just playing this this demo um, preview copy, there's a lot of heart in this and it's it shows like there's a lot of thought behind it and 
uh, I think it was well done. So good job, you guys. Like not holding Thank the quivers you. in your hand. Read the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for watching, and I'll see you the next stop. Thanks, thanks so again. much. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list. <laughs>